What's going on, everybody? This is Austin. And Dominique. And we are Ripe Tomatoes. So today we are doing a follow-up episode uh, to our first one, which was about Married at First Sight. Now that we have the results from Decision Day. So. Let's get started. All right. So we have our friends with us today. We have Amber, Ariel, and Katrina. And the first question that we're going to dive into is, what surprised you the most on decision day? Sorry. Um, hi, my name is Amber. I'm a math expert. Um, and what surprised me the most was that I, I didn't expect all the hoopla behind Paige and Chris. I honestly felt like he was just going to be like, hey, I shouldn't be here. I messed up. But I didn't expect it to be like this whole, like, I'm confused. Should we stay together thing? Um, so I think... I was just expecting kind of more of a, hey, we already know this is over. You know, I didn't even know if he'd show up. I'm surprised it even showed up, honestly. So, yeah, that's kind of what was confusing to me. I thought it was cut and dry, basic, we're done. Yeah, the fact that he already said that he was filing for a divorce, I honestly, like, before we saw the preview, of course, I didn't think they would be a part of Decision Day because it seemed like the decision was already made. Yeah, so. Yeah, I agree. And I just kind of felt like, he lost his baby, and so he was going to try to use that to try to get Paige back on his side. Like, his actions were very manipulative, in my opinion. Honestly, though, like, when I think about that scene, I think about the fact that Paige got up and went after him. Maybe I'm crazy, but I was just like, what? <laughs> like, you were going to go console him right now? But, you I mean, know. He did lose his baby. Yes, but I also feel like it looked like Pastor Cal was going to get up too. And I think maybe that would have been a better choice. This is Katrina. Um, I was surprised that Paige, after all of this, was still thinking about getting back together with him. I was a little bit disappointed because I had hoped that she had, you know, had enough confidence by then to just fully leave him. But I think she was still like holding on to the chance that maybe they'd work out. And I just want to say, girl, let it go, move on. And so I, I could tell by the way that the experts were looking at each other, <laughs> that they're like, oh no, don't do it. So that, that surprised me that she's still, after all this time, it's like stuck on Chris. The fact that she says 60, 40 though, right? I was like, 60? <laughs> Everybody was like, uh, respectfully, why? <laughs> This so, is Ariel. Uh, Dom, when did she say 60-40? I missed that comment. It was when they were kind of having a little powwow after the uh, decision day in the backyard. Oh, okay. Did anyone else catch maybe a little tension in between Paige and Virginia when Virginia asked <laughs> that question? Like possibly she had carried on the um, attitude that Chris had with Virginia being too much in their business from the beginning of the season? I did not catch that. No, I didn't catch that. I thought that Virginia was kind of like, I guess how most of us would be when we're getting like shut down. She was all like, okay, yeah, totally understand. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I feel like, um, I don't feel like Paige is giving her that energy. So was there any other moments that were like, maybe more surprising to you than a Chris and Paige situation for the rest of you? Oh, before we, before somebody else goes, I do have a question. Do you guys <laughs> think that Dr. Viviana was unprofessional when she kind of like inserted her opinion 
uh, increase increases in Paige's uh, happenings, or was she justified in doing that? No, I think she was justified. This this is Amber, but I think this is she was justified because I mean. At some point, even as a therapist, you're human. And I think to see what Paige went through this season, um, I think it's hard to sit by and watch. I think she had like a Virginia moment almost. But I felt like it wasn't like she started cursing or anything like that. <laughs> but I think it was just more like, hey, I'm not okay with that. And that's okay with, I think she has a right to, you know, say, I'm not okay with what's going on here, you know. But some people might think it was, manip it was what do you call it? It was unprofessional. But I... I don't think so. I think they've all had unprofessional moments, you know, because you're human. <laughs> yeah, I think she did the right thing, but I, I did find it kind of strange and maybe a TV moment that they were like pushing for a decision because like Pastor Cal said, deciding not to divorce is a decision to stay married. So it was kind of weird to me. It's like, well, no, you have to make a decision. We're undecided. Like, no, you're really not. Like legally, that's the decision for now, at least, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those things where when your friend is in a abusive situation, that's what, almost what it feels like. And I felt like they wanted her to get out of it while she could. Kind of mm -hmm. one of those things where they're like, you have your bags packed, they're by the door, let's run out the door. That's kind of what I compared this to. And I think that they felt like if, if we go out of here with a gray moment and mm -hmm. in a gray area, then she'll never get out of this da this damaging situation. So while you have all of our support, yeah. while we're at the door with you, we holding your bags with you, then I need you to walk out the door. That's kind of what I took from it. 100% agree. I think in the absence of them, she would probably have gotten played by Chris for God knows how long. I think she is still going to get played by Chris just because the energy she was giving him after the powwow when they left and they was like all buddy, buddy, holding each other and hugging. I'm like, Paige, I'm so what proud are you? Of you? Yeah, like, like, why are you even smiling that he's... Uh, apologizing to uh, what was his name? Eric. Eric. Like, why? Like, why does that make you so happy? Like, you should be disgusted with him at this point. But I don't know. It it just felt like Paige like put her all into this, and she's like, no matter what, like I want this to work out because there is some glimmer of hope in him. And I just, I don't know. I I, I hope for her sake, and like she said on decision day for like her mental and spiritual health. I think it was. Uh, she can't move forward, and I hope she like cut him off completely after that. So, see, I don't we know. We'll find out next week or whenever the reunion. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ooh. when he finds people in a parking lot. <laughs> 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 but I feel like I don't know if I believe she has a glimmer and hope for him, but really, kind of just like not willing to part ways with the fact that she didn't actually get to try a marriage, you know. And I think that was probably, like, really difficult. So when he's like, okay, well, now, you know, now I can try. Because this big obstacle, in his mind, there are way other, way more obstacles. Yeah. Um, this big obstacle, which kind of started us to, like, the down this path of derailing. It's like, out the way now, maybe we can really give it a shot. And it's like, sir, sir, before this baby, you told this woman you ain't think she was beautiful. <laughs> I wasn't really attracted to her face. Like, you sound like, like, a like that's the worst. Thing. After you say that, there's no going back. Like honestly, after that, it's really like, uh, there's nothing else we can do. Like, I mean, she already told your family that you then took her body and then told her that you ain't like her face. Like the damage is done, <laughs> sir. I'm protected at that. Ooh, my gosh. 
You know how uh, Married at First Sight does the clips of like when they're trying to hone into a specific point, they'll have clips from prior episodes. I wish they could just show clips of him just saying terrible things to Paige that wasn't even involving Mercedes or the baby. I'm pretty yes. sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like one that just comes to mind is when he asked her, you know, we have to split the, the money or the gifts after <laughs> he dragged her through the mud and I said you're concerned about the money you're concerned about the money um, oh. that's just the one example that comes to my mind <laughs> that's so true that did happen I can't it's just so bad it's just so bad and um, to bring and to go back to your initial question about Dr. Viviana I think my first inclination was surprised that she said that she was out of character I guess for her position but when Paige said at the powwow afterwards that they had been there for six hours, mm -hmm. I think there was a lot that went into that conversation that we did not see. Yeah. And so I, I can't really comment on if it was professional or not because six hours, a lot went on. Mm -hmm. I'm just really curious at how many times Chris got up and ran away because y'all know it was more than once. It was more than that one time. It was more than once. It was definitely more than that one time. He got a running away spirit, I tell you. <laughs> and this is just a textbook example of when um, support, that word support is just, when is no longer support. Is something more toxic than that. And where it's almost loyalty to a fault. Yeah, and this is a ride or die. It's the ride or die thing. And I just don't think that's not fair. That's just not right. Right. Yeah, because I feel like in order for you to be in a situation where you feel like you can even be ride or die, you should have been able to receive that and it should be mutual. Paige, just going off the fact that it's a covenant and I get that, but like he hasn't shown you no, loyalty, he hasn't shown <laughs> you love, he hasn't shown you anything and you are willing to like give him everything and I just don't yeah. think like, I agree. I think it's completely toxic. And he, yeah, is going through a traumatic situation. Like, he was very excited about this baby. He bought the baby mama a whole car, right? Yeah, it bothered me so much. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the fact that you would buy a car without consulting, spend that much money without consulting your wife. And, like, baby mama you know, not having a car, but why couldn't he have bought a Honda Civic? <laughs> why did he have to buy a luxury vehicle? So I, I just, after that, I just, like, I don't see, it's like she ignores all the faults and kind of clings onto the hope that maybe it would have worked out if it weren't for the baby. And it's like, mm -hmm. there were enough other things <laughs> that yeah. have helped you make your decision. Yeah, he way. bought that car for that woman. Like I, like mm -hmm. I was saying, that's kind of be funny, but like the about the baby. But he bought the car from the woman. He was in love with her, and when she came on the show, and she was like, "Oh yeah, no, we not, we yeah, not gonna get, get together. together." That crushed and his little soul. His whole heart. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dogging my wife for a woman that don't even want me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the way he said it to Paige with the. With a smile on his face, like she was gonna say, "Oh, great!" Like he, like he was satisfied with what he had <laughs> and he waited to hear the response. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good looking out for your unborn child. That's awesome. Right, like way to step up, Dad. Like, no, sir, that's nuts. 
But yeah, so I know the whole situation is very traumatic, of course, but I think it's like, to Ariel's point, it's toxic. Like you can't, ex just because he experienced something traumatic doesn't mean that's a window for y'all to be back together. Mm -hmm. You can support him and not be married to him, sis. Yeah, and my last and my last two points about this, there were like there were two interjections that happened. Um, one was with I think it all started with Pastor Cal um, when Chris was like, "Let's go, Paige, take her microphones off." No, it started with the producers, and Chris was trying to like get out of the building, and the producers kind of like got in between them and said, "Come on, Paige, like you know, let's go talk." Actually, Paige said, "Oh yeah," she said, "Can you talk?" Can you talk? Yeah. And so the producers kind of separating them two, um, so Paige could like remove the emotions out of it and just like really think about all that he's done over this time. And then when Pastor Cal was talking to Chris, he said uh, he was like, "Chris, I need you to be responsible. She's in a vulnerable state, and basically, don't take advantage of that right now. Like, I need you to be responsible." And shout out to the grace that Pastor Cal has because he said, I need you to be the man that I know you can be. I'm like, Pastor Cal, I don't know what man you're talking about, <laughs> but I think that I think that was like, a, I guess, like a strategic thing of Pastor Cal for him to realize, like, yeah, maybe I should back off. So kudos to the producer and Pastor Cal right there. Can I just say I'm so thankful that she had that relationship with the producers? Mm -hmm. Like, she was literally like, kind of talking to them in the way that you would think she would talk to Pastor Cal or Dr. Viviana or Dr. Pepper. And it was just so nice to see. Like, I was so happy because I was like, wow, somebody who's literally supporting her in a way that allows her to feel empowered to make the decision for herself. Mm -hmm. Like, what was your decision when you got here? Why did that change? You know? Yeah. I love that moment. Mm -hmm, for sure. So... Is there uh, in, any other specific moments in the show that stood out to anyone else aside from the Paige and Chris saga? <laughs> the, um, the second most surprising thing to me was that Virginia said yes. 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 That <laughs> was my surprise moment too. No. I, I, just, I had a feeling because you can just tell. To me, the only person I was a little surprised by that said yes was, um, what's the guy with the straight? Ryan. Ryan. Cause I felt like he, she, he didn't like her from a spiritual re reasons, I feel like. And he was holding back on those things. So I feel like that's the foundation. So I felt like, okay, he's, he might say no. But I'm not surprised by Virginia and Ryan. I think she, she liked his, his need for her. His, um, I don't know. It just seems like he's codependent on her. Ariel, why were you surprised? I was surprised because at that restaurant she had, when he was... Bearing his soul. And it might have been that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he bared his soul to this woman. And she said, oh, it's great. How are the biscuits? You know, she didn't say that. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she ignored what he was saying. And so I said, oh, she's really checked out. And just, they don't have a great relationship. But I genuinely, after seeing their decision, I think they genuinely think they have a good relationship but it's pretty obvious that they don't and they have glaring issues mm -hmm. that I don't, I really, they're foundational issues that I really don't know. Well, I don't know if they can fix or if they will fix it. It's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. 100% agree. I was surprised just because exactly that. Like I felt like, 
Virginia was going to say no because it seems like she was finding every single thing to make a reason for him to believe that it wouldn't work. Like, oh, well, you know, I sleep with my cats on my chest. You'll see. He's like, I'm allergic. She's like, no, 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 but you'll see. Like, sis, is this really like what you're about to do right now? Or I get blackout drunk and go sleep on my male friend's couch. Or, <laughs> I, you know, just like everything. Oh, I won't feel comfortable in your place. Like, we'll have to live separately because I'm not going to move in there. It just seemed like she was consistently saying, I don't want to be a wife to you. I understand that you love me. And all of these things that are quite trivial are so important to me. And I'm not willing to <laughs> to compromise at all. Granted, you know, he he can come off as controlling. So I do kind of understand her, like, maybe desire to fight for her identity, you know, supposedly. But I just feel like her reasonings for everything was just so juvenile. It just made me feel like she wasn't serious about him. I kind of wonder what she expected coming into marriage because it seems like she maybe wanted somebody that would just go out and party with her and like live her life. But I feel like that's unrealistic to expect necessarily expect that in a marriage. Like do, who does, does she really think her husband wanted to go out and party every single weekend? So I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'll, we'll see if they work out, but um, she seemed like she was ready to still live the single life. For sure. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not to be rude to Virginia, but sometimes I'm a little disappointed by some of the people that get matched because I feel like all these people apply and you all chose a woman who wants to be single. Yeah. Like, how did that not, that personality, that mindset, how did that not come out? But she was probably, she probably like lied in the like initial screening, much like a lot of people probably do. And it's like, I want a man who's stable. X, Y, and Z, and then show happens, and you mad because your husband won't get blackout drunk with you. I don't know. I just felt like she withheld a lot of information at the screening to begin with. And then as far as, like, Chris, he felt very controlling to me. Like, because he was older... Uh, her husband? Virginia, yeah, Virginia's Eric. husband. Eric. Yeah, Eric felt very, like, controlling because he was older, because he's been married before... Because he's, you know, had more experience with life, he knew how to, like, do and say things to make her question herself sometimes. And I think she kind of, like, you know, um, started to stand up for herself towards the end, for sure. But I don't know. She just felt very, very controlled. really didn't like that about him. Yeah, he was kind of condescending, a little patronizing. Well, Honestly, I, think I think... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Honestly, I think he would have, she, Virginia would have made compromises had he approached her differently. Yeah. The way he approached her was, it was with ultimatums or it was just like, that's not what married people do. And there's no rule book for marriage. Um, with, at that, with Virginia's point, there's no rule book for marriage. I agree. And he, if he had said, you know, it doesn't make me comfortable because X, Y, Z and I think she would have tried to see his point and made compromises, but he made rules. Yeah. He was, That's fair. He was being her dad. Totally. Yeah, to me, I think I would cling to my independence more if somebody came in there like, today, you have to stop doing all these things. You have to love me. And I felt like he didn't give her a lot of time to adjust. I think there has to be an adjust, adjustment period, especially because they matched her with somebody. They matched him with somebody who had never been married and who was younger than him and who was living a different lifestyle than he was. Um, and not to mention he's a pilot, so he can't 
he shouldn't be on national TV saying, hey, I drink and party all the time, you know? Right, I'm like, what airline is he with? (laughs) Yeah, because I I work for the airlines, and I know, they're randomly drug tested. So I would be a little alarmed if he was on TV. Um, Hey, yeah, I'm going out every night. Don't be stupid. But yeah, I think the fact that she he just wanted to, like, he didn't give her a lot of, like, leeway to kind of adjust to the life. And he was just like, love me, love me. It just was a little much for me. I think I would be a little nervous too. Well, I understand and I agree overall. I kind of have to say maybe that's not a, at least my perception of Eric. Like I remember conversations where he's like, no, yeah, go out with your friends. But can I have one weekend a month? And she's all like, well, I mean, I'm oh, just yeah, not yeah. going to like uh, not go if I'm invited. He's like, well, I'm just asking. I'm just asking you to like prioritize me for one weekend. Like, I feel like he was in most cases controlling, but I do think he. I honestly think over the period of the show, he did try to improve in how he communicated to her, but it didn't matter to her. It didn't she just wanted to do what she wanted to do? So I don't know. The fact that they're married still, I think it could work. But to Ariel's point, they do have some foundational things that aren't a match it seems like their political beliefs aren't the same oh i forgot about that he's all like i definitely want kids and she's all like i don't know <laughs> like it's i don't know it's gonna be really tough yeah and she also feel well it feels like she has like a, a lot of healing to do from her upbringing um that she carries over into their marriage so like her fear of having kids is like she'll end up raising her kids like mm-hmm. she was raised and so it's just like I don't know. It's just a lot of like emotional trauma. I feel like that she has to like grow from before she can, I guess, be married to uh to Eric. But I don't know. It, and I'll, I'll also be interested to see like over. And I don't know if we'll get access to this or not. But over time, like how her friends talk to her, like like her male friends, it's like, look, Virginia. Like, we've been your road dog since undergrad. Like, you know, we ride or die for you. But the number one man in your life is your husband. And if he's, like, upset that you're getting passed out drunk and sleeping on our couch, then you should probably alter your behaviors a little bit. I personally think they didn't address, I guess they addressed the drinking for sure. But I think that's even a deeper thing than what the than what we actually were able to see as well. So it's just a lot going on there that, I think she needs to heal from, so. But I do believe, like, with serious therapy, that it's a possibility that they could be okay. Yeah. But I don't know if I feel like either of them would think that's a solution. They're both pretty stubborn. And Austin, you bring up a good point about her background. And because I think Eric, um, he doesn't, because he comes from, I believe his family still, his parents are still together. He Mm -hmm. views his um, experiences as superior mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. doesn't value that she has that she has different experiences um, with marriage that could bring that are just as informative about maybe even what she doesn't want to bring into a marriage that he doesn't have he doesn't value her perspective and that's something they're also going to have one of one of their list of things that they're going to have to work through any other surprising moments was anyone else surprised that Ryan said yes? I was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm surprised he said yes, but sometimes I think people just say like, "Let's see what it's like when we're not on TV." Yeah. I don't think he really wants to say yes, but I think we'll see next week if he's actually if they've consummated their marriage. Then I'm thinking like, okay, maybe he does like her more. 
But if they haven't, I'm kind of leaning towards he still ain't a hundred percent about her. Yeah, yeah because I think, I think he likes her, but I think he wanted somebody who maybe matched intellectually or who had a little bit more ambition. And it seems like that's what's holding him back. So I don't know if if like if if it's enough for him or you know if they'll consummate the marriage. Yeah, Katrina, to your point. Dom and I, we were actually talking earlier and it felt like the show kind of portrayed um, Clara. Clara as like an airhead a little bit. And it's yeah. like she's a flight attendant. Like there, that takes a lot of like emotional intelligence to be a flight attendant because anything can happen while you're up in the air. So I don't know. I, I, she definitely has some moments like, I just want to eat donuts. Like, <laughs> no, no, like, like what drives you? But I, I think they kind of did her unfair when it comes to like the intelligence standpoint of her life. I think it's a possibility, but we don't know. But what Katrina said is exactly my feelings on those points, like intellectually, her ambition. And then to Amber's point earlier, um, where they stand in regards to religion. And I hated his conversation with his, her her mother uh, because I don't feel like it's fair to say like, Oh, well, when she has children, she may want to be back in a church. Like that's unfair to people who choose differently to assume that she's just going to change when she has a child. And so I just feel like I was surprised because he seemed to take his religion very seriously. So I thought that would be a big factor. And he honestly seemed disgusted when she was taking that personality assessment by her (laughs) answer. (laughs) But the other side of the coin, like I said in the last podcast episode, I also thought it was a possibility he would say yes, because if you remember what he wrote in his letter, and what he said when he was talking to Dr. K- or Pastor Kyle, he was always saying that he was committed to her um, for the long run. So I thought if he did say no, it would have been like a shocker for from? her. Yeah, yeah, like where did that come from, sir? But I feel like he had a lot of reasons to say no. And to be fair, I feel like he could be a page in a sense that he's mm. like, well, I made this commitment before God, so this is where I am. Yeah. Which I think is important. Like it's true. That's what he did. And Clara wasn't, you know, abusing him emotionally or anything like that. Right, but just, like, his loyalty to a fault type thing. Quick side, quick side note. I appreciate how fly Ryan was. I don't know if anybody (laughs) else ever noticed that or not, but dude was fly, like, every single episode. I did feel like all his shirts were very conscious, like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. I did think he he, he was intentional about what he was wearing. I promise he's having a t-shirt boutique. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So I think I told this um, to you all, but I wasn't too surprised that they stayed together after that comment episodes ago where they said that she was moving boxes into his house. Girl. I said every she said we're slowly just putting more and more boxes of my stuff into his apartment or house, whatever, wherever he resided. And I said, oh, you guys are staying together. Well, but imagine how awkward it would be, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you think about it with masks, if it's not a strong no, then it's usually a yes. Until, until like, you know, after they have a little time after the marriage, then they come back and then they're not together. But unless it's like a very strong, like, we just can't stand each other, like Haley and Jacob, we, we usually they just say yes. I mean... And maybe I'm just a crazy one here, but I really thought Haley and Jacob would be like, let's just try this with the cameras off. Nah, I really did. No. She but couldn't see that was a terrible match. 
that was such a bad match and it's like annoying that the experts would even do that. Like I would I couldn't make it work with Jacob either. I mean I don't think it was that bad of a match. Jacob is not that Jake is not that weird. Like he's really not. It was over exaggerated, like in every clip. And like her conversation with her mom about the bracelet, like she presented okay, that she conversation in such a wrong way. Like I don't know. I think Jake was like genuinely trying, but she was being such an a hole towards him a lot of times. And then what? And what happened is, it's like, all right, you're gonna be an a hole towards me, so I'm gonna do the same thing to you. And so instead of the, one of them saying, it's like, all right, I gotta be the bigger, bigger person. Let's figure this out. They started going tit for tat. Like, you don't wear my bracelet, I put the hat back on your dresser. You know, mm-hmm. like it just got really tit for tat, and they got to a point where they couldn't resolve issues that were very resolvable. And then the way Haley was talking about him to her friends and family, it's like every time it was a conversation with her friends and family, they always, so are his clothes, aside from his clothes being ugly or, you know, just something taking a shot at him. So she had no respect for him at all. Yeah. So Haley was, you know, um, presented in that way. So that brings us to the next question of, Due to editing, potentially, who do you think was presented in an unfavorable way? So you think back, like, maybe they weren't really like that in real life, but they really try to spin the story in this way. Do you think that happened to anyone? I'll start okay, by we were... I don't think that happened to Chris. I think what we saw was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Katrina. I was going to say, well, we were just talking about Haley and... They made Jacob seem like the most boring person on the planet in the beginning yes. of the season. Yes. And so that's why I thought like I wouldn't want I wouldn't be into him either. And so I don't know if that's actually I mean his personality a little bit more as the show goes on, but I wonder how much of that was real of him being boring versus just editing. He's very monotone. I think that's what I was getting at is that he, when he's happy, he talks like this. When he's sad, he talks like this. <laughs> yeah. Everything like this. So to me, and you're into a whole a decade that I wasn't born in. I don't know about her, but I wasn't born in that decade. Um, so I can understand how she would be off put. But I also mm-hmm. feel like when you sign up, when you sign up for something like this, you have to give it a try. And I don't know that she put her 100% heart into it. You know, so that's kind of what's frustrating because it's just like we have to know that we're rolling the dice when you try something like this that's why it ain't for everybody but we have to know did you sign up for the show amber (laughs) (laughs) no but a lot of people have suggested i sign up but this is why i would never (laughs) because like this i would i don't know if i can fake it till i make it i'm sorry yeah Yeah. do you all feel like they possibly like maybe Haley could have found in her heart um or gotten to know him a little better and became attracted to him had he not like forced it not forced it but had he not pressed it so early on so hard press what like his 80s obsession not his 80s obsession but just like do you find me attractive what's wrong that's the one thing that she keeps bringing up in all of the conversations and how the editing here's my thing with that it's like I think a big reason why him wanting to know that because he's like, all right, I need to know how I got to shake and move because she's not giving me anything. And it's like, you know, if I stop talking to her, I won't know. Or now all of a sudden I'm asking too much. It's like Haley, like give him something to work with so he can kind of like know where to go. And like I said earlier, like one of them had to be the bigger person. So it wouldn't be tit for tat. I think that's what he was trying to do early on. 
to find some kind of commonality, but she just wouldn't give him anything. So, but I do think it's a possibility that if he would have just like kind of treated it like a relationship, went out on dates and just hung out and got to know her through experiences, yeah, that she may have perceived it differently. I think that's a great question. Yeah. And then Dom, specifically to answer your question, uh, I think they didn't, I guess this kind of changes a little bit, but I don't think that he was portrayed accurately because there were a lot of moments where he said like mean things where it didn't even have to be said. Like they were at dinner one time and he said something that just killed the vibe. Like he killed the vibe a lot of times more than we realized, but the focus was like on Haley not opening up to him. It was kind of like they kind of made Haley the villain. That's I guess that's what I'll say. It's like they made Haley the villain in that marriage. Yeah, I agree. I think it, he just, he was a hard person to digest and he didn't know what to say and when to say it. And so I understand how you would kind of like, I'm losing more, I'm losing momentum here. Um, yeah. Sometimes I've seen this in other seasons where if somebody's not attracted to somebody, they make them out to be the bad guy when it's like, it's not their fault that they're not into someone. True. Mm-hmm. Very but, true. But you still, like I said, you you still are rolling the dice. You made this choice. So you do have to, to me, you have to at least give it a try. Like that season where the person didn't even move into the house. The guy didn't move into the house. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's kind of similar. Uh, so at least, at least Haley and Jacob are still living together. They were still like, you know, the effort somewhat. I don't know if she really put in effort, but there was some effort. And they consummated the marriage. So. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> they consummated the marriage, but then I think that's when everything went downhill. So to be honest. Yeah. So. I, I was thinking this earlier. I was like, perhaps she just didn't want to embarrass him or something because I feel like it's a possibility that that was the part of what swayed her the other way. See, that's what happened. Or he made sounds like rock and roll guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's hilarious. (laughs) I knew it was going downhill. Like, I don't know if this was the honeymoon, but she had made it clear that she needed to warm up. And he was laid out on the bed that night with candles and he was looking at her oh like in expectation. And I just and I was I cringe like he doesn't get it. <laughs> Is it? He doesn't get it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. too much. <laughs> so much. So I, I feel bad for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, one more thing about Jake. I don't like that they asked the question at the retreat and then asked the question uh, again at the powwow. What did he learn? They kept trying to make him look bad. Y'all already know his answer. He said he didn't learn nothing. He didn't learn nothing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's what makes him boring. That's another thing that makes him like unattractive. It's like, I mean, if you go through this process and you've been married to somebody for six whole weeks, you've had to go all this psychological treatment or not treatment, but evaluation and all that stuff, and you didn't learn anything, that is so whack to me. Like, you should have made up something. But like, is it fair that he could feel that way? He felt like he was in a marriage with someone who, someone else who didn't try. He felt like what I learned uh, is that this process didn't work. Yeah, I think he, he could probably that. have something. They might ask him again at the reunion. <laughs> I think he could probably have something then. But in the heat of the moment, he's like, I ain't thinking about what I learned. Thinking yeah. about what I lost, what I didn't get I, that I wanted. I don't think he's yeah. a very like introspective person. I think he's more like black and white kind of sciencey like factual type of person so 
I think when he realized, well, he got into this to get a wife. And when he didn't get a wife, he said, okay, I'm done. And he just shut off. And he went back to his steak, steak and eggs. And <laughs> he didn't want to have the conversations about the relationship. He didn't want to talk about what he learned. He was fulfilling his obligations to his contract. And I, th- I think he learned something, but he just he just completely shut off. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it would be wild if he didn't learn anything. But yeah, totally think he's like, listen, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> like, yeah. So, okay. For me, in terms of editing and like a, a biased perception, we really don't know. But I have a feeling that Virginia is not actually on the verge of being an alcoholic. I think it was probably exaggerated. I, that's my hope, at least. And I think it's easy for... Eric to have really been concerned and enough to talk to Pastor Cal about it because he has a very different lifestyle. He's a lot older, but I think she was probably drinking a lot on vacation and maybe having a normal amount of drinks during the week. That's my thought, but I don't know. But then again, he was talking about, can we just have an argument sober? Mm. Was he being mean or was he being genuine? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, because I just have a hard time thinking that somebody could be, I guess that's what it means to be a functional alcoholic. But I was going to say that someone could be drinking that much and then also just literally working 40 hours a week, though, like in a corporate gig. Like that just seemed like a lot. Also, they give you breathalyzers as a flight attendant. Is it, wait, is it, is Virginia? No, not not no. Clara. Virginia. Oh, I got mixed up. Sorry. Okay. But I don't know. I mean. It could be a serious problem, but I feel like if it was a serious problem, like it was just so addre- it was addressed so lightly that it makes it feel like it was just like exaggerated for drama. I mean, the I fact that, that she's drinking enough to have to crash at other people's places instead of going home. I mean, it's not like having a couple of drinks. So I, I do think she's probably very functional, but and I'm not necessarily saying she's an alcoholic, but I do think she probably drinks a lot. You're probably right. In my head, when she said that, I feel like she was making an excuse to stay there because she just wanted to be there. But you're you're right. And also, just how important drinking was in her friend. <laughs> you're right. I take back everything she, like, I said. Put it all on the <laughs> Like we drink, we bind over <laughs> drinks. I'm like, y'all don't go get nails done. Y'all don't like. Look, let's just edit that part out. Y'all right. Uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's like she doesn't go to happy hour from five to seven p.m. She's out at night, night. No, she's going to uh, what was what was that at Michigan State Burgerama at the Riff at like one o'clock, and then you end your night at Rick's at three in the morning. Yeah, y'all so right. I take that back. <laughs> but how boring is your friends group where you all have to drink every time you get together? Yo, that's mad but crazy. Like her age, like like you're not in she's what four or five years removed from undergrad at that point. She's so. not tired? Like what? Sounds exhausting. <laughs> it does. I literally have one drink and be like, yep, time me go sleep. And I remember, like, right, you know, maybe 22, 23, I would go to reverse happy hour from 9 to 11 p.m. I wouldn't dream of doing that. I don't know how she keeps up with that. I'm impressed. Impressed, man. Stamina. But, yeah, y'all are so right. When I think about how it was so important to her, like, she was willing to die on that sword. It was, like, a core value for her. (laughs) It was. All right, so... Who would you want to have a therapy session with?
As far as one of the experts, not one of the cast members. <laughs> That's a good question. What <laughs> <laughs> do you think one of the nightmares that they can be a therapist to you? <laughs> no, oh, maybe but- after this last episode, maybe Dr. Viviana, because uh, maybe keep it real. Tell me what I need to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tough love. I just love Pastor Cal. I love Dr. Bibby too. I actually follow her on Instagram because I love her so much. But I just feel like Dr. Cal just has like, I don't know. I feel like he has like a genuine love for everyone that he counsels. Like he feels like family. But you know what? Even I, I, I instinctually, I went to Pastor Cal. But now that I think about it, even Dr. Pepper, like she hadn't been there for most of the, yes, for, for the most of the first half of the season but then when she met the couples for the first time she pinpointed them at the first meeting and she gave them such great advice even mm-hmm. at the first meeting and that's it that's and it made me realize like she's good at her job um, dr pepper is good but she was she really was so absent this season she was old and it's a pandemic yeah that's true she's really like we looked it up like 77 <laughs> like she's like a lot older than i realized you're right though dr pepper is a g trust any of them to um, make matches though <laughs> wait 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 time out dr Pepper 77 she's, oh my God. she's in her there. high 70s for sure oh, wow. well, I didn't I know that. okay so that explains why maybe she wasn't as active on the season because i mean she probably was feeling like she needed to be away but um, yeah I think I would, i'm gonna go with pastor cal for me just because i mean I, I feel like he's uncle cal at this point like he he's he's I don't know. He's family. In my head, he's he's my uncle. So I'm going past Cal. You get the spiritual perspective. You get mm-hmm. the, the familial uncle Cal perspective. He's just kind of all of it. Yeah, for me, I would definitely, I would definitely have to say Pastor Cal. I think he's just like, like a great example of what like a man of God is. A great example of what a husband is, and like. I like his like his grace for people because he doesn't allow like how how horrible people are to stop from how he counsels them. Like I said in that moment when he was talking to Chris, like he was able to say, like, I need you to be the man that I know you can be. Or the fact that even though Chris was a terrible husband, like he still respected him enough as a man to like embrace him and have words of wisdom for him and let him know, like, look, man, like you messed up, but I know you can do better. Like, I got your back. And he's just like, I don't know, he just seems super cool to me. Just keep it real down to earth. So, Pastor Cal, if you listen to this, I want you to be my mentor. Uh, my phone Shoot number your is, shot. No, I'm just kidding. He got a little spicy with Chris the last time he met with him when he was late. So he can let him... He can let people know things up front too. He can be supportive, but he also lets you know when you're messing up. Yeah, he will get with you. Yeah, and that's probably my favorite thing about him, to be honest. Like, I always was kind of waiting for him to like finally have a meeting <laughs> with some of these couples because I knew he would be the one to set them straight. He teaches men how to be the husband. The house. That's man. what a husband is. Any last thoughts about Married at First Sight? Wait, we didn't well, talk I- about Brianna and Vince at all. Oh, shoot, we didn't. What would you like to say about Brianna? We just know they're staying <laughs> married like, forever. We're just, we're just an afterthought. <laughs> um, you are so right about that. I was like, wait, that's a big deal. Um, well, 
I mean, I guess it, that was not a surprise. It's not a surprise that they stayed together. You know, that was kind of like, okay, duh, they're going to stay right. together. But um, I think I think that they'll have some things to work through because he's going to have to learn how to, like, have a backbone, but she's going to learn how to, like, submit to. I was just going to say, because in Decision Day, did y'all notice Pastor Cal's face when she was like, I t- when, when I went through this process, I said I wasn't going to change for nobody. This is who I am. And that's me. And Pastor Cal's face was just like, what like it's it's gonna take something because like w- like when you are married you do have to like be mindful of your approach to your spouse and how you talk to them. No, I'm, no, I'm just playing. You gotta be mindful. Uh, Ariel, don't quit coming at my boy Gary like that. But, um, you do have to be mindful of that and like with them, like he he has to stop being so sensitive. And I think I said this in the last episode. She had to stop being so nitpicky. But I will say there was a moment on decision day where I saw the growth. Of um, events, right? So uh, they were like doing like their one-on-one shot with just the producers, and Brianna said something along the lines of, "I said yes to the to the cheesecake, but not you." And he just kind of laughed it off. Where I feel like in the beginning of the show, that would have been something that would have sent him off. Like cheesecake is more important. Like, run. Stop, man. It ain't that serious. Yo, that's what I was about to say. Side note, if I could have counseling from someone else, it would be Vince's friend. I don't remember his name, but dude was like putting Vince in his place for sure. He was like, bro, chill. I I literally said that to Gary. I said the rest of these friends, they had they had no they had no real input. They had no valuable input. But Vince's friend got him together and they laughed it off. Vince heard it. And then he came back and made changes. And that's why I really think they're going to make it is because Brianna and Vince seem willing to make changes to be with the other person. They both seem like they're willing to give something to make this relationship work. Um, I and, even in the, and even in the past, how long has it been? Eight weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, they just seem to be on the right track. So I, I'm, I'm excited for them. I will say this. I totally agree. I think they're going to make it like forever. But <laughs> in terms of compromising, I would never forget the conversation. I think it was with Dr. Pepper. And it was about him, her wanting him to wake up at the same time as him. <laughs> and she literally had the fakest compromise. She was like, okay, well, in terms of compromise, <laughs> maybe he can go to bed earlier. <laughs> right. Like, do you know what a compromise is? She literally said that. <laughs> and everybody was like, no, you're compromised. This, like, what you you do? But I do think her family didn't set her up when they kept using the word bossy. Bossy, yeah. They they did not. So he, he already had that expectation of her, and I think she didn't even get to. He didn't even get to assess her himself, even though he probably would have come to the same conclusion. But I feel like even after eight weeks, he's still using their wording, which is bossy, mm-hmm. and um. Because he was expecting that already. And her family just, they should have never. <laughs> it, it was probably funny thing. when they wrote it down, but they should have done it they at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about the show in general, Ariel, is the families like have like, they they remember the people who they are from like 20 years ago when they were five years old. Like, I think it was last season when Woody's mom or grandma said oh he got a bad temper problem you're gonna have to watch out for him it's like why are y'all saying the worst stuff about these people yeah it's like maybe y'all can have that combo later but this shouldn't be right. <laughs> like day one combo but yeah that's a they're a really beautiful couple i definitely think um 
it will take a little bit of work though. I, Brie is a little bit stuck in her ways and her beliefs about mm-hmm. how things should be done. But I think it is kind of for the better. Like that sounds horrible, but I think it, the things she wants from him will only benefit him. <laughs> I'm not very interested. Give me an example. Give me an example. Like waking up early, being more adventurous, trying things and being comfortable with it, not looking good or working out the first time you do it. Like that's okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because him like not getting him getting frustrated about dancing and not getting the right moves. I, I felt like that's the kind of stuff that's like, I don't know, that's just so dramatic. Like the whole situation, it's kind of like you're a little kid. But I felt him in that scene though. Here's why. He's like, I'm frustrated. I couldn't get the moves right. I gained a lot of weight, so my shirt was super tight. Like, I feel him <laughs> on that. Like, when your clothes don't fit, like, it just kills your whole confidence. He just mirrors, right? So he's looking, at, he's looking at his belly the whole time. So it's like, it was more than him just not getting the dance moves right. He was like, this dang gone pandemic. But right. see, but I don't, think, I don't think about men feeling that way, though. I know, I'll know i be honest. I didn't. I guess I don't think about men having insecurities in that way, you know? So, I mean, I'm glad. I guess I'm glad that it came to my... I mean, I'm glad that that was brought up, but I'm just like, wait, really? Like, that's what you were thinking about during this? During this? Okay. Well, you should have bought a bit bigger shirt. Keep it moving. Just, it makes me wonder right, what his mind. backstory. It makes me wonder what his backstory is that got him to this point where respect is such a big thing for him. Yeah, that's a really fair question. Yeah, maybe he was overweight as a kid or something. And he had some issues. I don't know. Maybe. What do you guys think is Clara's little announcement that she's going to make at reunion? Oh, the, just that they've had sex. That's it. Oh. I, don't, I think yeah. I think Mavs always makes everything dramatic. Yes, they've consummated their marriage. That's it. Like, but yes. you, uh, that's a weird way. We have a little announcement. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> no, because they, they asked them, so she's going to say it. But not like that. I guess you could just say, yes, we've consummated our marriage, you know? <laughs> oh, we have a little announcement. Let me scream it from the rooftop. <laughs> he should, I feel like he should be offended. If she, never mind, never mind. I don't know what kind of podcast you want to see. Never mind. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> I actually have to say this because I didn't before. I'm just very, like, proud of her maturity in that area. Like, it's an unusual circumstance. And she kind of was just like, you know what? It will happen if we'll be married, so I don't need to keep talking about this, you know? Well, yes and no. If it was the other way around, and it was a woman that wasn't willing to have sex, like in other seasons, then it would, and we would have never been talking about it. We would have said, oh, he's a scumbag or whatever. So the fact no, that he's not comfortable... No, the fact that he's not comfortable after, you know, I feel like after three weeks, she was ready, you know? So I feel like if it was a woman, then, it, you know, we would never, we would say, oh, he needs to be patient. So I think it's a little unfair that like because of the man, I really feel like there's a, like this pressure, like he needs to go ahead and you know make it happen. Well, I thought that was mostly because they were doing everything but. Oh, that's a good point though. Oh yes, which is strange, but to each their own. Do you do you think that there will be any changes in marital status at the reunion for any of these couples? That's the final question. Eric and Virginia no longer married. If there is a change, I I agree with that. But there was a past uh, season where I really thought this couple would be divorced by um, the reunion, and they weren't. So 
it just taught me you never know. Never know. You talking about Shanice and Jefty? No, it was Jamie and the oh, redhead. And Beth. Oh, and Beth. And oh, Beth. Oh, <laughs> you said you're having Caucasian sex. I love her. <laughs> oh, yeah. My yeah. prediction is that the status of everyone would be the same. The only thing is that Chris and Paige would have been dating. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think the same. I think every everyone's status will be the same. I don't know if Paige and Chris will be dating, but I definitely think that they've been definitely kept in contact. I I doubt the last time they talked was at decision day, that's for sure. He definitely hit after decision day. <laughs> Thank you so much that. for being there to support me. You know, I always wanted to have a child with you. Like, sir, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they and definitely I can see she smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheese and ear to ear though. Like, That's what I wanted to hear. Why didn't you tell me that eight weeks ago? Yeah, I, I yeah. knew that God had His light on me. Oh. What the devil meant to destroy, you know, God used me for good. Like, oh, stop, y'all. We're not doing this. We, but it, it's true that they talked after decision day. You could just tell by the way he was trying to get back with her. Yeah, she talked to him after decision day. Um. And Eric and Virginia, I think Eric and Virginia will still be together, though, to be honest with you. I think so, I think he's going to start. He he talks he talk a, a big game, if you think about it. But then he kind of goes back and he's like, oh, I just love everything about her. And I just love you. And So I feel like he's going to keep doing that. And so they'll still be together. Yeah, and I think he'll probably bend a bit. Like, she obviously won't. So I think he'll, like, bend and kind of make some real compromises. All right. Well, that closes us out. Thank you so much for joining. Again, we had Arielle, Katrina, and Amber today joining us to talk about Decision Day on Married at First Sight Season 12. 12. And we will see y'all next episode. Tune into the comments on Black Adventure 6 for any comments you have to the craziness that we discussed today. Peace.